0: Football card quests. We have a very fun guest. We are big believers in sharing all the information, especially if it's something that we are not an expert in. And Parker Agricola is one of my favorite collectors out there. He, like me, is a super collector of a lesser known player. We'll talk about that coming up. You will never guess who is super collection. Uh, they might. They might know. They, they might know. Might, they might know. But <laughs> they don't know, they're gonna be like, "What the heck is this guy?" Uh, doing. But I, I want to get your expertise. You had a long Twitter thread about shipping high-end cards. So let's just say someone's ripping a pack, and boom, CJ Stroud, gold number to 10, uh, is, is in the pack. And they want to know, I am selling this card on eBay. Let's say it goes for 7 What is the best way
1: in your mind to ship that card? So if it's on eBay... You have built-in protection because anything over, I believe it's $250 threshold right now, where it has to go through their authentication process. So the number one thing that you need to do, document everything, take pictures of the cards or the card, um, kind of make sure that everything, everything is covered there as far as it note, if there's any issues with the cards, potential issues with the cards, anything like that. Um, secondly is please don't ship in a, in a one touch. That's a pet peeve of mine because oh. one, so one touches when they're being shipped, you're imagining those cards getting moved around in transportation. Um, unless it's a, one of the pro mold one touches that have a inner sleeve.
0: Yeah. Penny sleeve inside of it. Okay.
1: Yep. Um, that can lead to damage to cards. So, um, you know, I always ship in a top loader with a team bag, um, and then two pieces of cardboard sandwiched around it, painter's tape to cover that and then put it in a bubble mailer. And then you can buy bulk four or six by four by three boxes on Amazon. And I think a 25 pack or a 50 pack equates to about 40 cents a package or per box. So you'll throw that in there. Make sure that if it's a high dollar card that you have signature delivery on it and the best service that you can do um, as far as reliability on getting there, not having to worry about it is FedEx overnight. That is the number one thing because that is, I explained this in the thread. I don't know UPS's rules on how they handle uh, high-end packages or different priority level packages compared to lower-end stuff. Um, but FedEx has FedEx ground stuff is delivered by contractors, and those contractors they they just have to deliver the package, you right. know. And if it, if it gets lost. It's just a statistic to them. You know, they they just have to meet their quota. Whereas if FedEx is shipping something that's overnight, it goes on a jet, it goes the next day, it gets to where it needs to get, it gets signed for, and you have that trail, that paper trail, you know, the CYA rule, cover your ass, um, and you've (laughs) got pictures, documentation um, of everything else. Now, beyond that, if you wanted to go one step further, what I've done is um, I have collector-specific insurance that covers my house, that covers shipping, it covers me if I'm carrying a case of cards to a card show. All that stuff is insured. Okay. So that, so that regardless of where the cards are, as long as I'm following the insurance protocol, then I am covered 100% on that stuff. And to put it out there, just so everyone knows, it, it's not a crazy difficult thing to follow. Like uh, I want to say, anything under four hundred dollars, as long as it doesn't doesn't require signature delivery, um, as long as you have a picture of the card, the picture of the label on the box, and a receipt from where you dropped it off at the shipping company that you chose. You're covered. Doesn't matter what happens to it. Now, hiring cards, it gets a little different. Um, yeah.
0: So, so, so let's, let's go to the next level. All right. Uh, it, you told me before this stream began that the, the biggest card package you shipped was $300,000. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, that's obviously a, a pretty large sum of, of money. And um, we'll go into the specifics of this, but you, you, you have a, a strong history of shipping, uh very important stuff. So, w- walk us through the the, the process uh, of that. I know that doesn't apply to a lot of our viewers, but if you are in that spot, let's say it's a one hundred thousand dollar CJ Stroud Black Friday one on one, what would you do?
2: What's up, guys? Andy here. Are you ready to start grading your cards? Well, CGC Cards is the perfect place to slab your favorite football cards. From their crystal clear holders to their affordable pricing, CGC Cards is the perfect stop for your grading needs and the perfect PC protection. Go to CGCcards.com to start grading today.
1: So, again, going back to collector's insurance, this is something that's important is... is Cover your ass. That's the main thing that I try and stress to people is that, you know, you read all the stories on Twitter, these horror stories where people have, I shipped a $1,000 card, the seller said they didn't get it. And now I'm out the money and the card, even though it says it was delivered. So, you know, take pictures, get tracking numbers, keep track of all that stuff. I've got a stack of receipts for going back six months of anything that I've shipped. Wow. Wow. and then package it properly. If you have to, double box it, which means put a box, small box with the card that you're shipping or cards that you're shipping into a larger box. And let me break away. Get this kind of tape, security tape. Okay. Because what happens is that if a box shows up and you've got clear tape on it and it's opened up and the person sends a picture saying it arrived, opened there's no way to tell who opened that. Well, if they get a box and that security tape is cut open, you, you already know that it's not the end consumer that did it. It's somewhere in transit that happened. Okay. So okay. Um, going back to that signature delivery. Get you have to have signature delivery on anything like that, has to be, have to, have to, have to, and it only adds three or four dollars to the shipment. Um, collector's insurance is great for this stuff. Um, you know, all it takes is that's what I tried to explain is that you know, if, if, if you ship a thousand dollar card and it gets lost in the mail and you have to eat that, you're out the card, the money. And an insurance policy that will cover up to $60,000 in shipping transit, as long as you're following their guidelines, will run you about, I think, $900 a year. And that's for at your house, going to shows, transporting shows, and shipping. So, no, there's, it's just common sense steps that I think a lot of people overlook that you can take care of yourself just by following the rules of cover your ass you want to make sure that everything's documented over communicate to the customer um but yeah i mean a lot of this stuff can be prevented um you know like i said i've shipped over we'll just say roughly twenty thousand packages in my career i've had one that went missing and like i told you earlier i don't think it was necessarily on the fault of the shipping company i think it was more the fault of The person that should have been checking in on it wasn't checking in on it. And then once FedEx's time lapsed on what they were responsible for, they pretty much washed their hands of it. So, you know, it's, it's a whole different world. And I understand that there are people that have trepidations about shipping high-end cards and all the steps that are involved in it, you know, knowing that there's gonna be multiple sets of hands that touch that item, um, that you don't know those people. You don't know if you can trust them. You you don't know anything about them. But from a general point of looking at it, those people don't know what's in those boxes. A UPS driver that is working directly for UPS makes $90,000 a year. Do you really think that a UPS driver that sees a small two-day package that's going from one person to another is going to say, you know what, this ninety-thousand-dollar career that I've I've worked my way up to, I'm going to throw that away by pocketing this box. This is, it 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 doesn't make sense if you look at it like that, um, right? And one of the things that I do that I started a couple years ago is on high-end packages, um, I'll throw an air tag in it. You know, that way, in case, in case it gets a delayed status or something like that, I can pull up my phone. And as long as it's been around someone that's got an iPhone, which, you know, the majority of people have, someone's got one around it. I can say, hey, I can reach out to FedEx and say, hey, this is where I'm tracking that this package is. I can I can send you a screenshot of where it's located in your warehouse and I want you to go pull it. And get it out, and I've had to do it before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: so, so, so let's let's go through just a, before we get before we move, a cliff notes version of everything you just said. Okay, number one thing: if you're shipping a high end card, it should go in a box.
1: Correct, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And okay, I so- and and you don't have to go crazy. Like I said, there's Amazon sells six by four by three boxes. That I ship anything over pretty much a hundred dollars, I put the card sandwiched in cardboard in a standard bubble mailer, stick it in there, put some packing stuff in there, tape it up, and if it's a thousand dollar card and I have to ship it UPS Priority with a signature delivery, it costs me eight dollars. It's not like we're talking. We're not. We're not talking. You know, when you go to UPS, FedEx, USPS, wherever you go, and you get their, that carrier insurance from them and you say, I want the declared value to be $2,000. Well, that's $30 in shipping charges right there. And you know what happens? They don't like to pay those out. Unless you can prove that it happened and they're, they had control of it, they don't want to pay that out. So my, my brief T L D R would be boxes for anything over a hundred dollars. Okay. always package a card. Like you would want to receive it. I think that's fairly simple. Um, Keep track of your, your receipts, your tracking numbers, everything like that. Uh, Anything over $600 gets signature delivery. That way, if you have to dispute anything, you can say, no, this guy signed for it. Um, and even if they didn't sign for it, like in the COVID times, they'll, they'll still side with you for that. Right. Um, and then big, big packages, if you're going to be doing it frequently or even if you're selling $400 to $2,000 cards regularly, get collector's insurance, get a quote, and it might be $200 a year. But everything that you ship might ship for, but it might cost you eight to ten dollars to ship each product. But at that rate, if you're moving two or three cards a week, shipping two or three cards a week, that covers your insurance cost if you lost a single card in transit. Just one, yeah, that makes sense.
0: And so, that, that insurance also covers if you. Um, if it, if you lose cards in, in route to a card show, right? If you're going to a bunch of shows and it, am I correct about that?
1: Yep. So they, they have different policies. There's one for your house and then anything beyond that is considered like a dealer level, which okay. is just a blanket statement. You don't have to be a, a dealer to have it, but it's essentially to cover you in transit, in shipping. Um, anytime you have the card away from your house, yeah, that card, so, that, that card is insured.
0: So if you're a dealer or if you're going to a lot of
1: shows, you highly recommend people do this. A hundred percent. the okay. best money that I've spent because the peace of mind is something that you can buy with this. And I'm yeah. not sponsored and I don't get paid by these guys. I don't have a referral link. I'm not going to tell you which one I use. Just go right. shop around and look. But I'm telling you that if you're shipping a lot of cards, collector's insurance is a great thing to have.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And let's, okay, we were talking about in, in the frame of eBay. Let's just say you do a big Twitter sale or Instagram sale or anything like that. What are the steps that you take whenever, let's just say uh, you do an Instagram story sale? I'm sure you've sold a card um, on, on social media or in a Facebook group or something like that, correct? No, never. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I'm just
1: kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I, 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 I was going to be blown away. I, I, I avoid eBay as much as I can. Um, okay. Unless it's... There's certain cards that I think are eBay that really only do well on eBay. And then there's certain cards that I have no problem moving on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and yeah, so... For shipping like that, the biggest thing is communication is key. Um, And when you're pricing stuff, if you're listing stuff to sell, build your pricing into or your shipping cost into that price. So that when it comes time to make the deal, don't let $10 or $15 hang up a deal. That drives me insane. Um, eBay the other day, guy, I told him, hey, this is, I'm willing to pay you full comp. This is my high offer. And he had it listed for $15 more. So I sent him an offer. said, hey, this is the last comp. This is where I'm at. His card's not trending up. But I'll give you full comps because I want the card. And he comes back to me with a counter offer, I think, for $10 more than what I had offered and $5, $5 underneath his buy it now price. And I just said, you know what? You can keep the card. I'll find another one. (laughs) Someone else is going to have it, and then ended up finding one on Twitter for twenty dollars less. It's in great shape, and it's already been shipped to me. So didn't have to pay fees, didn't have to do anything. I mean, things work out like that.
0: But if you are, let's just say I I see um, a a rare Tyron Matthew on Facebook group one of one. It's a thousand dollar card. Whenever you're doing a big transaction on social media. Do you, what are your, what are your step, what's your step-by-step process when, when buying a big card off eBay?
2: Hey, what's up guys? Andy here back again. Quick question for you. Are you ready to lose that beer gut, get in the best shape of your life, regain confidence, see your energy go through the roof guys, resolve all kinds of stupid little health issues that we get when we get older? Well, join me and the other guys at Empower Men on a weekly mission. Every week, they hold me accountable to a set of simple goals. By doing this, in the last 90 days, I've lost over 40 pounds of body fat and put on muscle, gained tons of energy and confidence. Let's go. Join me over there, EmpowerMen.com. We have a special link, guys, for $150 off your 90-day transformation, and you will get to get on the calls with me and the other guys that are in the trenches, getting in the best shape of their life and have some fun little health benefits to boot. Uh,
1: so basically what I'll do is, you know, I'll reach up, say, hey, DM me, I'm interested. Um, and I've already got a number in mind of what I think the card's worth, what I want to pay. Um, get their feedback kind of reach out, make contact. Hey, I'm interested in this card. What, what are your thoughts on it? You know, what's your price? Um, and then if I haven't dealt with them before and it's a high dollar item, excuse me, I'd recommend doing goods and service uh, just because yeah. there is some buyer protection there. Now I will say this PayPal goods and service isn't always the best protection. Um, okay. I had a, Six thousand dollars sale that the the seller to me had a card that was mislabeled by PSA and they had intentionally taken photographs of the card to make it represent what it was supposed to what the label looked like instead of what the card actually was. Oh, so funny. let's just say so let's just say. It was a color variation where one of the colors is much, much more desirable. And okay. PSA PSA had messed up the label, and they they knew that. And instead of selling a $500 card, all of a sudden the value is a $6,000 card. I pay for it with PayPal goods and service. Card gets to me, open up the package and notice in the, immediately, hey, this isn't it. This isn't the card that I ordered. You know, this is a different variation. So first I reach out to the seller say, hey, this is obviously mislabeled by PSA. I want a refund. Can we work something out? You know, if, if you want to sell me this card at current comp prices for what this card actually is, I'll do that. And you can refund me the rest. Um, we're good there. And no reply. Said, so, nope, you bought what you paid for So then it became a nightmare. Um, Reached out to PayPal. Explained to them what had happened. And they said, no, we show that you signed for delivery of it. Um, This is the card. So I spent the next week reaching out to PSA saying, hey, here's a side-by-side image of the true card that I was trying to purchase. And this is what I received. There is a difference that you can see. And they agreed, and they had said, if you need to, you can send us back the card that's mislabeled. We will, re-la- we will relabel it with the same CERT number and ship it back to you, and then you can try and fight PayPal that way. And I said, well, let's hold off on that until we get there. So luckily, when I called PayPal, I was actually able to get on the phone with someone that knew about cards. Okay. And and explained the situation to them. Um, they understood it, and they forced the forced the refund. Um, okay, cool. I'm glad so it worked sent, out. Yeah, I sent the card back. So it,
0: it was probably like a situation where it was like a a red versus like a red shimmer, and you and it was just like miss. Probably something along those lines.
1: It was a, a light blue versus a true blue. Okay, that's happened on to me. East-
0: yeah, yeah. So, you you can't really tell the difference, but there is a major, major difference. Um, and and when when you're doing the social media stuff, if it is a higher end card, so th- you you do recommend every time, obviously doing the goods and services or Venmo, goods and services or or, or or whatever. But for the most part, if you had you know good experiences buying the higher end stuff off eBay,
1: yeah. No, I mean, I, I do really well off eBay. Um, okay. eBay is the last resort for me and usually ends up being, you know, that'll be the segue into uh, our PC guys.
2: Yeah. Just because they don't
1: pop up on Twitter or anything like that often. But yeah, generally Twitter has been good. Facebook, I've had a couple of experiences that were a little tricky. Um, but, you know, as long as you're just do your due diligence, ask for pictures, you're not... If, if they're trying to sell a card, you shouldn't be. Don't buy a card expecting it then. Just ask for pictures, right. know what you're getting, and then you know communicate with the people. You know, say, you know, I, I don't mind paying strong, 100% comps if I have to, on a card that I want if it's clean, and I can avoid eBay fees. It's a win-win for both me and the seller because we're both avoiding fees. Um, and then, you know, generally, luckily, I'll say that, luckily I have developed a reputation on Twitter um, where people don't mind sending me friends and family for stuff so I don't have to deal with a lot of people saying, hey, I gotta pay you goods and service, stuff like that, um, and I reciprocate that. If we've done deals before, I don't have a problem sending friends and family. Uh, yeah, I I'm not familiar with Venmo goods and service as far as what they, what they cover. But I will say this, if someone, if you're determined to make a deal and they seem trustworthy, they've got vouchers, you've done your homework on the person and they seem legit and they're demanding to pay friends and family to avoid taxes, you know, whatever their reasoning is, you can still pay friends and family And just have PayPal linked with a credit card because I promise you a credit card is going to give you better protection than PayPal goods and service.
0: Okay.
1: If you go go to your, if you go to your credit card company and say, Hey, I bought this and did not receive what I was supposed to, they'll give you your money back because they want you as a customer. They don't, they don't care about whoever Uh it was that you interacted with. Yeah. Okay.
0: that makes a that makes that makes a lot more sense. Normally, I when people ask me about this, I, I just say just do goods and services, just because if you don't really know the person, that the, just save yourself.
1: Uh, the, yeah, the tr- no, it it, it absolutely yeah. adds peace of mind on both sides. Um, but like I said, there's with the market that we're in, there are a lot of shady characters. Yeah, they just want to make a buck whether it be scamming you, scamming someone else, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so just cover your ass. That's the easiest way to look at it. Try and look at it. Cover your ass on all bases. That, that's my advice.
0: Right. Uh, I want to run through this really quick. I was able to find it for those that didn't see it. This is the actual thread. Um uh, just to make sure I can, uh, cover it so pirate ship i use pirate ship a lot but not for like high-end stuff um mm-hmm. so get your own insurance your collector's insurance just google it and you'll be able to uh find it and obviously this was some fedex is based on contract work so FedEx sounds
1: yes So FedEx priority like the guys that drive the fedex trucks or the fedex uniforms like i've got one guy that I see every time, knows me by name, when I have a PSA order come back or something gets shipped to me, FedEx Priority, or whatever their service is called that's priority level that's not contract work, he comes up, knocks on my door. If I'm not here, he knows to take it to my neighbor's house. We're good. He he works directly for FedEx. He knows exactly what to do, whereas your stuff that comes in, Amazon that ships FedEx, or anything shipped FedEx ground is a guy that's contracted out by FedEx. He could have been there for a week and all he knows is he's got to get a package delivered. And if that package doesn't get delivered, it's just, it's just a statistic. It doesn't matter to him. It it doesn't reflect on him. You know, it, it go it gets lumped into a pile of other, other items that weren't shipped. And FedEx is more than likely not going to pay you out on whatever insurance you put on it. This was interesting because people ask this question as well. Flying uh,
0: to, to 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 make a deal. My thing is this with the the flying. If it's if it's an amount that I know will change my life, I'm I'm definitely going to fly and do it. But that's something you just don't do.
1: I've done it. I mean, I. I I haven't specifically flown out to someone because I said, Hey, I've got this card. We're going to fly out to get this card to you. Sorry, daughter came back in the room. Um, I understand that people would fly out for a card or that people would ask for a card to be flown out. But generally what I'll try and do in a situation like that is if I've worked out a deal on a high end card where the customer doesn't want it to be shipped. And I know that there's this show that we're both going to be attending. I'll just say, hey, I'll meet you at the show. We'll go ahead and lock down the payment now. And as soon as we get to the show, I'll come meet up with you and shake hands. And that's our deal. Um, But for me, that's what I said in there is that for me personally, you know, I've got a wife. I've got two kids. We got a full time job. I don't have the time to be spending flying out 5 to 10,000 dollar cards, 20,000 dollar cards every weekend. And and I don't want that to sound egotistical or okay. like I'm higher than anyone else when I say that. It just doesn't make sense to me feasibly to be able to do that because that's a lot of I mean that's a lot of work, that's a lot of travel, that's a lot of paid time off that I'd have to use. So unless you're going to compensate me for that time um, time away from my family, time away traveling, uh, time that I might have to miss work. It just doesn't make sense to me to do it. When I know that I have a system in place that works, that will essentially get you your card to you the next day safely. And we're both covered on both ends. Oh, so that's, okay. just, that's how I look at it. Again, like I said, if someone wants their card shipped to them or sorry, if someone wants air travel to be able to deliver their card in hand, I don't have a problem with it. I know there's a lot of people that do it. It's just not something that I do.
0: All right, before we get you out of here, and if people have any extra questions, uh, feel free to drop them below <laughs> and we'll get you on again. And this is a this is a collection, and you're all, you are the Xavier McKinney
1: guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's another one. There's another one. I got to give a shout-out to my boy Kev on Twitter. He is he is a Xavier McKinney collector as well. Me and him have luckily made made friends. So we we know who's going after what. Okay. Um, and we stay out of our way. Our first interaction was actually I had the I had found the Optic Gold vinyl auto one oh one and it was in Australia. <laughs> and I got it and this was before I had a lot of interactions interactions on Twitter um, and just somehow scrolled across and it posted a picture of him trying to build out the rainbow. And I was like, well, I, you know, if he wants it, I'll sell it to him at the same cost that I paid for it. So he can complete the rainbow. Cause I, rainbows are the coolest thing in the hobby. Yes. You know, that like a hundred percent, they're the coolest thing in the hobby. To see a complete rainbow is, I mean, to, to try and think about how many hours that person spent working to complete a rainbow of searching for it, looking for it, trying to find it, working out a deal for it, getting it, doing all that stuff for it. Yeah, it's just, it's an accomplishment. And it should be something that you should be proud of, regardless of what player it is, or if they're good or not, or if other people like them or not. Um, a rainbow is a cool thing. Uh,
0: I, I completed one and it was an eight card insert set, but it still felt, it still felt great. Now this is like, this is a real deal stuff. So, uh, collecting a rainbow, uh, what, what would be your, your, your tips? Mine would be, um, don't do a high end player. Cause that's just, (laughs) It's just, it's just don't don't do that. If you really want to do a rainbow, do like a a, a, a good player uh, where, you know, you're, you're not spending a gajillion dollars. What what would be your tip as far as uh, putting together or, or trying to put together uh, a, a rainbow?
1: And there's so many things that go into it. Um, I mean, collecting a high end player for a rainbow, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. If you have the resources, please don't go into debt trying to buy a rainbow of your favorite player. Um, But that being said, like this guy.
0: Look at him. Oh,
1: look at that black Prism 101 select. So that was one of the deals that I made with my other McKinney guys that, hey, the selects are mine. The select, that's mine. You can have the optics. I'll go for the select. He had the Prism 101 already. So I said, you can have the prison. I'll just collect some cool prism stuff. Um, but I brought, you know, just so, for example, if you're going to rainbow something, it all it's always easier if you find something that not everyone is looking for, that has cool cards, that, like, is a cool set that not everyone is after. You know, it doesn't have to be, the hottest rookie, anything like that. Just something, something, someone that you think is cool. And so my Xavier McKinney PC started out with um, 2018, 2019. And up until COVID, me and my wife uh, were Alabama season ticket holders. So okay. we went to every home game. We went to a couple of the away games. So we saw all the Tua stuff. So I knew I was going to collect Tua stuff. But I wanted to pick someone else on the defensive side of the ball that I could collect that I thought was just fun to watch. Like just someone that when I was at the game, you know, that doesn't get shown on tape that you see flying around the ball, hyping up his teammates, just going all out, you know, putting hundred percent into every play, even though he might not show up on the stat sheet. That's a cool player to me. And so Xavier McKinney was that guy. And we talked about it earlier, the 2019, you know, game of the century times four or whatever it was.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, Xavier McKinney was had a forced fumble, two sacks, was just smacking CEH around at the line of scrimmage, not allowing broken tackles. I mean, he was the only guy on that team that pretty much showed up and made an impact on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. You know, you had guys – you had an all-star roster on defense that couldn't touch Joe Burrow, and then you had Xavier McKinney – Filling every gap that needs to be filled. I mean, a safety having two two sacks and a strip sack um, and almost forced an interception, and then all the stops on defense. I was like, "That's my guy. He he is too cool. He is just yeah. too cool. Great player." Um, you know, ended up getting going to the Giants. I don't have an affiliation for the Giants. Um, you know, but that's my guy. So. Uh, I love sweat. I love sweat field level. When I found out he was gonna be in the field level, I was like, "That's it. That's that's yeah. the rainbow that I'm chasing." So, I mean, uh, so this one is the one one black prism. You know, I don't know how well it'll pick up, but I mean, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, no, we
0: see it one of one. Yeah,
1: it is the one one. So, I had started to put together the rainbow saw that card get hit and pulled in a break on Facebook. I said, Hey, I need that card. And this was in 2021 when Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua yeah. Jordan Love, you know, Jalen Hurts, all those guys were the top guys. Unfortunately for me, the guy that had pulled it had specifically bought the giant spot because he loves the giants and imagine hitting the giants, you know, big first or second round draft pick. Right. In that, right. You know, you're, you're going to be over the moon. You're that your card, you're never getting rid of it. Right. Yeah. So I said, Hey, I would love to buy this card. If you ever want to move it, let me know. Um, 10 minutes later, he sends me a message back. Sorry, I'm a Giants fan. I don't think I'll ever move it. Um, that's, uh, and immediately that's... just like, just gut punch. Right. You're thinking, yeah. This is the end of the world. This is—it's never going to happen now. <clears throat> so about three months later, I had won a Justin Herbert Optic Hollow PSA 10 and a Raz, and I was into it for about 50 bucks. So card at the time was selling for seven to eight hundred dollars, and so I reached out to him again and said, "Hey, just out of curiosity, I know you're not selling." But would you be interested in a trade? You know, would you would you trade this Justin Herbert Hollow PSA ten that values seven hundred fifty to eight hundred dollars for, you know, your measly Xavier McKinney one hundred one? And he was like, absolutely. I said, okay. There you so go. we worked out a middleman uh, that was the breaker that had actually pulled it for him, and he got it to me. There you and go. so the second one, you know, about the first time that you spoke about me on your podcast was this guy, the snakeskin number two.
0: So you have the full rainbow now. What's, okay. So, so before we get out of
1: here, what's, what's the one you need just to, just to help you out. So, so for la- for that year had hobby and then something called H2, which is basically the disco version. They're okay. the ones with all the dots on it. So I do not have the h two101. I've never seen it. It's never shown up anywhere for sale. It's never shown up on any social media site to be found. Um, if anyone has it, I'm your guy. i will I would gladly pay for that card. you know, Help me out, help you out, kind of thing. So with this card, the snakeskin, this is one that took a long time to get. Um, you know, I think you talked about it about a year and a half ago Uh when it yeah, showed yeah, up I, on eBay. I was trying to help you.
0: I, man, I, know, the, I know the feeling when you're trying to collect the uh, the DBs, man. It's like no one else wants this stuff, but I do. I am your yeah. guy.
1: I am. Yeah. I am the audience. I am your target <laughs> customer. You know, like. Let me buy this from you. Um and, so. you, and, you,
0: and, and if you're and if you're doing a rainbow, you should you should probably do like a like uh, of course everybody wants the the Joe Burrow rainbow, but like like that's why I picked Tyron Matthew. I was like, well Tyron Matthew's is gonna be like just like he is my favorite, but yeah but but it's also like well I also love Joe Burrow, I love Jamar Chase and all those guys. I, I could do some crazy Tyron Matthew stuff for just a, a fraction of it. The only thing is, is if you ever want to move it, you're not going to have as big of a market, but that's, but that should not be why, why you, no. why you do
1: it. Uh, it, it just, a, so, so that's the distinction between like the hobby side of it and the flipping side of it. it, it if you're collecting a, a rainbow, you have to understand that that rainbow that you have is cool, it's awesome, and you put all this work into it, but to everyone else it probably doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. And and the value of it could go to zero and you have to be okay with that. Whereas exactly. if if and so that's why I suggest going for someone that either has some kind of sentimental value to you, um, is inexpensive, is an inexpensive set. Um Defensive players are great just because there's not a huge market for it. Offensive linemen, I mean, they only get a handful of products that are made a year. Exactly. And if you can find a guy that's on your team that's a first-round pick, O-lineman, like, those guys are cheap to buy compared to this other stuff.
0: Imagine if you did Jason Kelsey years ago. and
1: you, That's what I'm saying. I was like,
0: you, you never know. <laughs> you never know when the brother will – Become the greatest titan ever and date the, the the biggest celebrity on the planet and people start wanting uh, your card. It, 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 <laughs> is, it was um, the I won't say who, but he is probably the most respected offensive line evaluator. Um, he's starting to collect offensive line cards. He reached out to me, uh, and I was like, "Oh, this guy actually knows ball." And he's like, "I want to do all O line cards." I was like, oh, "I got some bad luck for you, pal."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad. I got bad news. Bad if,
0: news. If you if, if think that yeah. It it's it stinks. But um but yeah man, well we appreciate you at J Parker 3375 is uh where you could check him out and um if you want to have him on again there's going to be some follow up questions on this. We'd love to have you on again when whenever, whenever it comes to especially the topic of of shipping uh that much money cuz I personally don't have a whole lot of money. All right. I, I, I just don't. I don't um, have a
1: whole lot of money. It's yeah, people, that, people that people entrust me to handle their stuff. And that's what I do. That's, that's, you know, you find your spot in the hobby and you settle in. And if you, if you do well at it and you're exceptional at it, yeah, that's, that's where you fit in. So, you know, I've got stacks of national treasures, a borough, Jordan Love 101 national treasure. I mean, the stuff I've got is stupid and I look at it and none of it's mine. None of it's mine, but people, people have entrusted me to do either the grading on it, the shipping on it, the selling of it, whatever the case may be. And that's where I fit in. And that's, that's how I support, you know, my purchases in the hobby.
0: Yeah. And if someone, if if someone if someone ships you the car to handle it, uh, is their card now covered by your insurance? Okay, so th- look at that. Uh, look at that. It just made, it, just made a really nice uh, uh, connection there. We're big Jordan Love people on here as well. That was
1: our play of the week.
0: Uh, play of the, the week?
1: That, that thing needs to be the play of the summer. Sorry if there's some background noise. I'm having to open some crackers for my dog. No,
0: no, no. My dog's going crazy uh, in in the back. But, um, but yeah, we, we appreciate you, man, and uh, looking forward uh, to hopefully meet you in uh, Cleveland. I, so, I
1: haven't decided if I'm going yet or not, but um, Cleveland's an interesting thing. but I mean, I've got J Love. I J-Love mean, for days. They're all J
0: Love. I mean, I might make a deal with you. Uh, look at you.
1: I mean, Silver Bar. Look at that. The dude at the, my buddy at the beginning of the season, or before the start of the season, to put it into perspective, sent me 22 pounds of that type stuff, of just Jordan Love to get graded for. 22 pounds. I've got a stack that I finally got the okay on to send out to BGS for him. And it's, I mean, it's,
0: Look at that! That's crazy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to do with that much. Huh? 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 Uh, tre national treasures. Everything in there. I
1: mean, everything's national treasures. Or there's an Aaron yeah. Rodgers one one laundry tag. Jordan Love swoosh one one more national treasures. Flat there tie dies. The five and color it,
0: match. It, it's crazy, like Jordan Love. Did you know that there is a fact, and you'll you'll love this more than anyone, uh, and I'll end on this. Jordan Love and Xavier McKinney have one special trait in common.
1: Oh, God. What is it?
0: They were both beat by 2019 LSU, the greatest team of all time, baby. Did Jordan Love play against that LSU team at
2: Utah State?
0: Utah State. They came to Tiger Stadium. It was, it was, it was, it was. uh, Could you imagine going into that game thinking you you wouldn't think that that would have been like a legendary NFL QB battle, but it was J Love? I'll
1: say this, man. That that 2019 team was something fierce, but, but who was the team that came closest to winning against them? Who was the team that lost by the least to that team? Saban
0: and Alabama. I will I will I will go to the grave saying this. 2019 Alabama was the best Bama team. I really do believe it. I really do believe it. I think 2019 uh, Bama was – I'm not just saying that just to say it. I think 2019 Bama was better than 2020 Bama. If I were to rank, I would put 2019 Bama with two a healthy, and then I would put twenty sixteen Bama. Right? That's a Jonathan Allen Bama team, correct?
1: Yep. That was that was the team that scored what, like 14 defensive yes touchdowns and special teams touchdowns. I mean, Eddie Jackson, those guys just flying around, just just hurting people's feelings, basically.
0: Yeah, so um, that's how I break it. I I'll I put 2019 Bama, 2016 Bama, and then 2020 Bama, number three for me. What say you?
1: Um, I mean, you know I'm going to say 2019 because I'm a Tua guy. Just because yes. – that I mean, was... I'll say this: the the away game that we went to was to Tennessee. I've never been to Neyland Stadium before. Okay, and it, that was an experience. But the funniest part of the experience was being in the Tennessee season ticket holder section in Alabama gear. Oh, and then I don't know if you remember this, but Tua had this one throw to, to Waddle where it was like a over the shoulder. I mean, just a dime, and, and he couldn't couldn't put the ball any better where it needed to go, and they were already up by twenty one or seventeen at that point. And the guy turns to me next to me and he goes, "That was the prettiest throw I've ever seen." And I sat here and watched Peyton Manning, and I was like, "My guy, my wow. guy."
0: <laughs> so, um, and and I'll see if I can get someone to edit this you have the, um, it kind of just flashed for me. You, you won the Mike McDaniel lookalike contest. Didn't did. You? Did you? So you did win it like the dolphins. Won. Okay. So what did you get for that? Did you, so did I got
1: you a, I got hard- a Mike. Mc- no, it wasn't. So it wasn't officially sponsored by anyone affiliated with oh, the Dolphins. Okay. It was, okay. it was a Mike McDaniels account that, uh, like a parody account. Cause he doesn't have social media. Um, but he wanted just to do it because a lot of people thought, saw the idea of being Mike McDaniels for Halloween. And when I was at the national legitimately, not people that knew me and were joking around, I had three different people come up and take pictures with me thinking they were taking pictures of Mike McDaniels. Um, oh, that's so, crazy. so my wife suggested oh. like, Hey, let's be, let you can be Mike McDaniels for Halloween I'll be a cheerleader and I said, all right, let's go. Well, I saw um, the guy was running a contest just to see who pulled it off the best. Might've might've had more to do with me having more followers and telling everyone, Hey, go vote for me. Yeah, um, There were some other good ones in there, but I want a Mike McDaniels uh, coffee mug that says Miami Mike on it. So, you know, and the Miami Dolphins either liked or retweeted my uh, my post, so that there was that was it. that's a that's a big enough W for me, you know. There you go.
0: Well, we hope you learned something today. That's the word. That's the point of this uh, this channel. I learn new things every day. Like uh, I get a lot of football card like expert kind of questions. You you shared so much stuff today that
1: I didn't even know. Uh, like hey I. Whenever you come up with a topic about football cards, I'll, I'll talk about it.
0: Let's go, man. It's the best thing. Um, but, yeah, man, we'll have you on again. We'll talk soon.
1: That sounds great, man. I appreciate you having me on.